If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome to Commando On Demand Insider Edition, your fast-paced weekly update straight from Kim's desk to your ears. Today, Kim talks with Stephanie Carruthers. Now, Stephanie is a world-class white hat hacker, and she's an expert in phishing. So she's going to tell us how phishing works, what happens, how can you tell if you're being scammed. Plus, how would you like to make some extra money for the holidays? We've got 20 ways that you can legitimately make some extra cash, even sometimes from your living room couch. Kim also checks in with Garrett Langley. Garrett is an innovator and a CEO of Flock Safety. He's come up with a way to cut back on crime in local neighborhoods or local HOAs. You're going to find what he has to say might help your neighborhood. Plus, hot topics you need to know about today are ring doorbell. Do you have one? Well, you'll want the backstory. And are you really getting what you pay for on Amazon? We also had Apple's big event this week. We'll get Kim's reaction. And today's trivia is, let's go back to 1965. Lyndon B. Johnson was president. I can't get no satisfaction. Was top of the charts. That year also saw a milestone in technology that's now used every day. Here's the trivia. What was that milestone? Was it the first email? Was it the first touchscreen? Or was it the first computer hard drive? Again, 1965, get your answer. The first email, the first touchscreen, or the first computer hard drive? We'll have that later on in this podcast and coming up in just a moment. Kim's interview with Stephanie Carruthers, fishing expert. And we are going to learn a lot on Commando On Demand. Let me tell you about a revolutionary new mobile voicemail app. If you've got a business, your voicemail is probably filled with messages from customers. Often the messages don't contain all the details you need. But what if you were able to get visual information from your callers? That's something you can't do with a traditional audio voicemail box, but you can with Fillmore Productions Video Voicemail. With Fillmore Productions Video Voicemail, callers receive a link to download the mobile app. There, they can view important details about your business, watch videos about what you have to offer, and then leave you a video message. Actors and musicians can showcase what they do, and callers to medical practices or repair shops can report their issues visually. There are so many things that video voicemail can do for a business that makes audio voicemail a thing of the past. Discover what video voicemail can do for your business. Visit GetVideoVoicemail.com. That's GetVideoVoicemail.com. That's GetVideoVoicemail.com. It's Commando On Demand, where we talk to some of the most influential people in technology, the innovators that shape the future, the trailblazers who challenge and inspire us to be better and do amazing things. Here's one of them. Stephanie Carruthers is a social engineering professional and knows all about spoofing, and she's a fishing expert. Luckily, she's a white hat hacker, and when I say luckily... Well, listen to this. You're going to know exactly what I mean. Here's Kim. My next guest makes a living exploiting people. She hacks phones, she copies key fobs, and she exposes personal information, and she does it all without a trace. 
But it's not exactly what you might think. She's actually one of the good guys, or rather gals, I should say. Known simply as Snow in the big cybersecurity circles, she's been labeled the best social engineer by IBM's X-Force Red. And she's showing the real world that she can hack it. It's my pleasure to welcome Stephanie Carruthers to the show. So, Stephanie, my first question in for you is, how did you choose this as a career? That's a great question. It is not by any means uh, traditional. Um, My background's actually in sales. So I've always enjoyed working with people, figuring out what makes them tick. So I've had a little bit of that in me. Um, I went to the world's largest hacking conference, DEF CON, one year with friends. I found the Social Engineering Capture the Flag, which is an event where people are live on stage making phone calls to their targets and trying to get information from them. And I was very fascinated with it. And I went back and competed three years in a row and I won on my third year. So that was really my entryway into this field. Wow, that is something else. Because, you know, I'll tell you, DEF CON, as you well know, maybe our viewers and our listeners don't, but DEF CON is like where the brightest of the brightest, the hackers, they go there. So tell me what you do recently in New York City. Yes, so I am on the IBM Securities X-Force Red team. So I work with a group of brilliant hackers. And our mission is hacking anything to secure everything. And what I mean by that is we go in to our clients and we break into their network, their buildings, their IoT devices, you name it, we'll break into it. But we do that with the goal of finding their security flaws before the bad guys do so they can fix it. So what happened with this financial building? I heard a crazy story that you guys broke into it. Yes. So um, one of our recent clients was a financial building in New York City. And the goal was to get on site through all of their physical security controls to see if we could have access to sensitive data. And I was able to get through multiple controls. So turnstile security guards. And I made it to their exact floor and I made a duplicate of their employee badge. So I found a badge online, made my own copy, my face, my name. And the problem was it didn't work yet. So I, I have a copy, but it doesn't work. And someone went into the door, they badged in and I followed behind them. And they turned around and looked at me and said, oh, do you do you have a badge? And I showed them my copy and, oh, okay, you have your own copy. And, wow. and they let me follow in behind them. Wow, that is crazy. I mean, how simple it is to actually break into something like that by, as you said, right. using social engineering. And, you know, I mean, you're a beautiful woman. You don't look like, you know, people picture the hacker, you know, always with the guy with the hoodie, you know, right. punched right. over and here you are just <laughs> walking right in like it's another day for work. So I understand that you are going to try to hack into me. Yeah, so I have some examples of things that I do when I'm social engineering. And what social engineering is, it's it's really modern day con artistry. So that's my area of specialty. So a lot of phishing or voice phishing, which I call vishing, um, are the two areas where I focus a lot of my attention. So I actually have an example email um, of a fish that I'm going to be sending to you right now. So in this day and age, a lot of people have a lot of their lives on social media. And the more I'm able to spend going out and doing my homework or my reconnaissance, as I call it, to really understand what makes my targets tick, I'm able to craft a really realistic 
campaign, whether it's through email or phone call or even on site. So when I created this email to you specifically, I came at it from a classic car point of view. That's something I noticed on your social media accounts you were interested in. So I have an email from Jim Stafford and it's from Jim at phoenixclassiccarshow.com. Which, you know, quite frankly, that would get my attention. And it said guest of honor invitation. So it's an exclusive thing. Uh, and it reads, hello, Kim, we'd be honored to have you as a guest of honor, our 10th annual Phoenix Classic Car Show. And everything's all spelled correctly. Looks legit. Uh, there's a PDF attached. Um, there's a website, phoenixclassiccarshow.com, which actually goes to you, which is interesting. And please let me know by September 16th. So there's a sense of urgency that you need to make sure that you act. This totally looks like a legitimate email. It has all the elements right. of something that, that I'm interested in, addressing me by my name. It's not mentioning a Nigerian prince. And it has a PDF attached that obviously got through the servers. Exactly. So these are a lot of the tactics that I use today as a social engineer. The more I'm able to craft something very specific to my target, the more likely I am able to succeed, as in they either click the link or open the attachment. So if this was a malicious PDF, there's a number of things I could do. So if you were to open it, download it, I, as an attacker, could have access to your computer. I would be able to see your files, your documents, your pictures. Maybe watch what you're doing. Are you logging into your bank account? Even do things like turn on your webcam. Phishing is a very big way to hack an organization or an individual. Um, another way is through the phone. And I actually have a demonstration of that now. So do you have your cell phone handy? I do. Okay, uh, Stephanie, so. I'm like, I'm worried to pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it says right. it's from my husband on his cell phone. Do you want me to answer it? Right. Sure. Yep. Hello. And this is Stephanie. Stephanie, Stephanie don't <laughs> do that again. <laughs> so, so this is a tactic that I use all the time when I'm doing vishing, voice phishing. And I make my phone number appear to be any phone number I want. Now, I wouldn't call you pretending to be your husband. Obviously, that's not going to work. But if I was calling a target, I would pretend to be someone from the IT department or the human resources department. Using caller ID spoofing, it builds such a trust right away that a lot of people don't question it. You don't have to be in the deep dark web to use these tools, I'm aware. Are they just out there free for the taking? Absolutely. Anyone can use them and that's the scary part. What's your big takeaway? What's your big advice for folks other than to yep. be smart and to use common sense? Absolutely. So I think one of the biggest things is to slow down and really be suspicious. It's okay to question things, especially if we have an email that has a lot of urgency. That should be a red flag, but instead people want to act fast. So really slow down, evaluate it. Who's sending me this email? Is there a way that I can verify it some other way? just taking the time. Something else is enabling two-factor authentication on any account possible, whether it's social media, your banking accounts, any work accounts, emails. This really adds that extra layer of security. Also using a password manager. This lets you have long, complex, unique passwords that you don't have to memorize. And then my last piece of advice is to actually lie. And it's really lying on security questions. So if you're enrolling into 
to a new site and it asks you for your mother's maiden name or the street you grew up on, you don't have to tell the truth because <laughs> a lot of times attackers can find this information on your social media accounts or even social engineer it out of you. So if you lie, this really prevents attackers from trying to reset your passwords. Well, from this demonstration, I can see that that title that you carry around, what is it, <laughs> Chief People Hacker? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yep. You know, that's really awesome. It really is. Thank you so much for joining us. I think everybody's going to learn so much from the minutes that we spent together that, you know, you do have to be careful and you do have to know what's going on. And, you know, I love Stephanie's advice to slow down. So thank you so much for hacking me, I guess you'd say, Stephanie, because knowledge is power. And that's why it's super important to stay up to date on the latest security alerts, scams, and data breaches. So you know how to protect yourself. And we've got your back 24-7 over at commando.com. Get our free breaking news security alerts. Just sign up at the website, commando.com slash subscribe. All right, much more still to come on Commando On Demand, including how to make money from, well, even the comfort of your house. We've got 20 ways that you can make some extra money for the holidays. And Kim talks to Garrett Langley. He's the CEO of Flock Safety. If you're having problems in your neighborhood, people stealing stuff, porch pirates, crime, you name it. He's got a new technology solution that just may help you. And we still have our trivia to answer. What technology was born in 1965? Was it the first email, the first touchscreen, or the first computer hard drive? All coming up on Commando On Demand. As the Ring video doorbell's popularity grows, there's bad press and even worse news for everyone concerned with personal privacy. Millions thought they were buying an extra layer of security by installing a Ring doorbell. On smartphones, they see who's at the door. Or later, review video of who came to the door and what they did while there. But Amazon, owner of Ring has been quietly forging partnerships with local police, 400 departments so far. In the name of solving crimes, police get access, but without your permission. The problems here are many. When you install Ring, remember, the video it saves is not yours. It belongs to Amazon. That's what you agreed to in the fine print. And the question becomes, is this security or is this secret police surveillance? Let me tell you about a revolutionary new mobile voicemail app. If you've got a business, your voicemail is probably filled with messages from customers. Often the messages don't contain all the details you need. But what if you were able to get visual information from your callers? That's something you can't do with a traditional audio voicemail box, but you can with Fillmore Productions Video Voicemail. With Fillmore Productions Video Voicemail, callers receive a link to download the mobile app. There they can view important details about your business, watch videos about what you have to offer, and then leave you a video message. Actors and musicians can showcase what they do, and callers to medical practices or repair shops can report their issues visually. There are so many things that video voicemail can do for a business that makes audio voicemail a thing of the past. Discover what video voicemail can do for your business. Visit GetVideoVoicemail.com. That's GetVideoVoicemail.com. That's GetVideoVoicemail.com. Hey guys, it's Commando On Demand. We're just ahead of Kim's conversation with Garrett Langley, the CEO of Flock Safety, and how you can keep your neighborhood a little bit safer. Right now, 20 ways that you can make some extra money for the holidays. Well, we went back, and of course, there's scams all over the Internet. If you want to look up how to make money on the Internet, 
We've actually done the research for you and looked up 20 legitimate ways that you can make extra money for the holidays. Number one is in transcription services. You can make money by typing for people if you're a great typer. For instance, a doctor or a local hospital may not have enough staff to type up some records. And, of course, hospitals, it's very important there. So you can do the task for a few bucks extra. There are sites like Daily Transcriptions or through other job sites like Indeed where you can search specifically for medical transcription positions. Also, freelancing. If you're a good writer, you have a knack for grammar or spinning complex content into easy-to-understand language, well, that's in high demand, actually. You can go to places like Journalism.com, Indeed, Writer Access, and others such as Freelancer. If you want to be a blogger, I mean, if you like to write and you're good at catching people's attention online with nice photos and zippy phrases, start a blog. Once you have a following, a few hundred or even a couple thousand people, you can make money with advertising. You can quickly create a blog on Google Blogger. And if you want more information on being a blogger, look no further than Kim's ebook called How to Start a Blog and Make Money Now on Kindle. Matter of fact, you can look up that title on Kindle and you'll find it. How about search engine evaluation? Here's a job you might not have heard of before. Search engine evaluation is one way companies find out how well their websites are working. They hire evaluators to give them feedback. A good place to start looking for these jobs is Evaluator Jobs in Appen. That's A-P-P-E-N, formerly known as Leapforce. You can be a virtual assistant. You can make up to $30 an hour as a virtual assistant, which is essentially a secretary who works from home. You can find employers looking for full-time or part-time assistants on Zirtual.com. That's Z-I-R-T-U-A-L.com. FlexJobs is one, and another one is called Upwork. Well, what about doctors and dentists and many other companies that need somebody to answer their phones? You could be an answering service. You can often do that from home, and you can find those jobs on Indeed.com. How about an online reseller? If you've sold items on eBay, Facebook, Marketplace, it's easy to have products around the house that people want to buy. And if you're the type of person who likes to take photos and take the time to write up a description, you could be an online reseller. Also, there's secret shoppers. We've heard about these. If you want to be a secret agent, no, you're not going to be like James Bond. But you can become a mystery shopper and make money by helping stores make sure their shelves are stocked, items are marked correctly, and other tasks by signing up through field agent. Number nine is by completing everyday tasks. Like if you have skills in some areas and want to get out of the house, check out TaskRabbit. There you can find jobs for furniture assembly, helping with moving and packing, cleaning, heavy lifting. There's just a ton of jobs, even handyman kind of jobs that you can get there. Number 10 is a call center rep. You may have noticed some people who seem to be relaxing at home when they're answering your calls. Well, how come you couldn't be on the other end of that? Your employer most likely is not going to want you to sound like you've been just hanging out at home when you answer their phone. But there are sites like Working Solutions that do have jobs where you can answer calls from home. Uh, you can always be a rideshare driver. If you don't have rideshare apps like Uber and Lyft on your smartphone, you should. You never know when you're going to be far from a hotel or need a way to get home. Car breaks down. Just tap the app and a driver who knows the neighborhood will be there in a minute. Of course, you could be that driver who's making the money by visiting Uber.com or Lyft.com. 
How about a social media consultant? Everyone uses social media, but only some have the knack for attaching a big following. Is that you? Well, you can make a career out of it or just some extra money if you have the time for full-time work. Get started on sites like jobsinsocialmedia.com. Jobsinsocialmedia.com. Another easy way to work on your own schedule without being stuck in the house is helping out with pets. For instance, you can become a dog walker to help residents in your area by searching listings on WAG. Yeah, WAG, W-A-G. You can also look for dog walking jobs and pet sitting at other sites like Rover. Tech support rep, everyone could use a little help. That's if you're really good at that sort of thing. You can find those kind of listings on Indeed.com. If you're a teacher and want some extra money, you can always do some teaching online. You could even make a career out of it. If you have the education degrees required to teach in public schools, private schools, or college, there's no shortage of online schools that could use your help. You'll find listings on a number of sites, including Teach Away. That's exactly how it sounds, Teach Away. If you have an area of expertise, perhaps something you've done professionally, you're an expert compared to everyone else, well, people want your knowledge, whether they're college kids working on a thesis, an investigative journalist working on an article, or a TV news anchor who needs a crash course on a topic. You can get paid for your smarts. Try sites like JustAnswer.com. Maybe you could be a beauty rep part-time. These days, people are selling cosmetics online at sites like... Alconeathhome.com. I'm going to spell that one for you. A-L-C-O-N-E-A-T-H-O-M-E.com. Virtual bridesmaids. These days, everyone is busy. Could you imagine being a bridesmaid in addition to all the tasks you take care of every day? Almost no one has the time for that. But if you do, you can virtually help out brides for a fee on bridesmaidsforhire.com. If you're a great photographer... Now, your interest toward cameras to capture perfect moments might make you a couple of bucks on the side. There are people willing to pay a lot of money for those moments. Two great photography sites to take a look at are ImageKind or Fine Art America. They both make it easy to upload your work and start making money. Finally, if you're over 50, there are a number of jobs for people over 50. If you'd like to know which ones are great for you, just go to commander.com. In the upper right-hand corner, there's a search and look for the best jobs for people over 50. Over 80% of all property crimes go unsolved because of a lack of evidence. Well, cameras certainly help. Just look how popular video doorbells have gotten in recent years. But what if those crimes are happening on the streets? I mean, it's not like you can put cameras everywhere. Um, actually, you can. Garrett Langley came up with something that he calls flock safety to capture one piece of evidence that police need to solve these crimes. And we also have Cody Strub, who's the head of a homeowners association, and they're using flock safety in his community. Garrett and Cody, thanks for joining us. So first, Garrett, let me ask you a question. How did you come up with this idea about using technology to capture all these license plates in HOAs? Thanks, by the way, for having us. Uh, yeah, it's actually, I'm just a regular guy that lives in a neighborhood not too dissimilar to, from Cody. And I had a rash of break-ins in my own neighborhood about two years ago. And so when I called my local chief, he said, hey, Mr. Langley, it's, it's not for lack of effort. Property crime is hard to stop. But if we had a license plate, we could do something. So I happened to be an electrical engineer from Georgia Tech. I called a buddy of mine who was a computer science major. And we went to work uh, right on my kitchen table. Uh, and a few months later, we had a prototype, and then about 60 days later, we had made our first arrest. 
And wait, wait, that was kind whoa, of the beginning wait, of everything. 60 days later, you had your first arrest? This was honestly supposed to just be a fun side project. Like we both like to tinker with things. So we put them up in my neighborhood and someone stole just a common road bike, you know, not anything dramatic. And the Atlanta police department did their part. They took the evidence. And within a few days, that person was apprehended. Wow. That's something. Okay. So now you called it flock safety. Uh, it's, it's a standalone pole from what I saw with a camera on it and it's all solar powered. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So when you, when you break down the core technology, there were two kind of critical hypotheses that we had said. The first was, can we build this product that requires no infrastructure? So traditional projects that use outdoor cameras require power and internet, but you don't have that at the beginning of an in, a neighborhood, right? You don't have power, you don't have the internet. So we said, can we build a camera that can run off of a solar panel and use 4G for its backhaul? That was the first part. The second part was, can we also build a product that's affordable enough for the common neighborhood? So we were fortunate to be able to take advantage of all of the innovation that's happened with our smartphones. And when you think about it, what does a smartphone have? A battery, 4G, a good camera. It's really just a flat camera at that point. What's the price point on these things? So it winds up being $2,000 a year. And so for our average neighborhood like Cody's, that's about $20, $25 a house. And then so do the residents help subsidize those costs? Yeah. So often what will happen is a neighborhood will band together, hence the name Flock Safety. Our common belief is that as a community, we're stronger together. Um, And that as a community, if we work together, we can actually eliminate nonviolent crime. Cody, how many cameras do you have set up in the area? And then who's allowed to see all that footage? Hey, Kim. So we have three cameras set up in the neighborhood. It's actually on all of the exits leaving our neighborhood. There's three people on the board, the Hillcrest Estates board, that have access to the cameras. And the only time we access the cameras is actually if there's been an incident and a police report has to be filed by one of the residents. Okay, so with the license plates, you not only get that, you get the make, model, color, the car, all this other good stuff. Now, of course, people are going to be sitting back saying, oh, well, what about my rights? I mean, you know, what if yeah. I don't want my license plate tracked every time I go in and out of a community? We b- believe there is a line in the sand you can draw where you're increasing public safety without managing to erode privacy. So the first is we delete all of the footage after 30 days. So no matter what, you're talking about 30 days of footage. The second thing we do is we do provide an ability for residents to say, hey, I don't want my license plate captured, opt out. And whenever that vehicle drives by the camera, it's automatically deleted. So when you describe this to the people in your community, I mean, you're in charge of the HOA. um, Did you get any kind of pushback? Um, we, We actually spent a lot of time talking about it with the board trying to come up with what kind of feedback we're going to get, what kind of pushback, that kind of stuff. And to our surprise, everybody was actually way for it and 100% behind it. So if a resident in the community opts out, does that like raise all types of red flags? Like, hmm, why are they doing that? Um, there is an option for a safe list where you can type type your like license plate, that kind of stuff in. But um, we we haven't really had anybody that's come to us saying they wanted to opt out or not be involved in it. So we did put it to a quick vote. No, we had no nays in the audience. So your product has really taken off. No pun intended. Flock. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty exciting. I, we just had a uh, city report that they've seen a 64% reduction in crime this calendar year compared to their five-year historical average. And that to me is like, 
That's the dream. Imagine if every city across the America saw a 64% reduction in crime. That's the kind of world I want my son to grow up in. Yeah, that's really amazing. 32, you're in 32 states now and 300 cities? Yes, ma'am. And to think it all started because, you know, it was happening in your neighborhood and you and a buddy sat down on the kitchen table with a napkin and said, okay, what if we did this? Nothing beats the reaction of my wife's face when I share with her our latest, we call it hashtag solved. Uh, And it's kind of when a chief of police emails us a long case study of the crime they just apprehended or a criminal. And my wife always goes, wait, your camera did that? It's like, (laughs) yeah, it's out there. It's working now. Okay, uh, yes. She just remembers it from two years ago. It was on a kitchen table. Well, and that's when you say, you know, yes, because I'm the genius that you married, right? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. She knows the real truth. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for joining us, Garrett and Cody. I really appreciate you because reducing crime is, well, it's truly, as Garrett said, it's a top priority all over the globe. And that's just one of the reasons why that I always put together a special DIY security tip each and every week for all the viewers here on the show. Using the Commando app, you can get breaking security news too. It's absolutely free for Android at Google Play or the App Store for your iOS device. Just search for my last name, Commando. Coming up next on Commando On Demand, Apple had their big event the other day. What are Kim's takeaways? Was there any big surprises? Was there any other devices other than the iPhone that we should be excited about? And we'll go into a little bit more depth. Plus, we're going to answer our trivia question, 1965. What was the milestone in technology? Was it the first email was sent, the first touchscreen was developed, or was it that the computer hard drive was invented? All that's coming up on Commando On Demand. More than 2 million different companies sell products on Amazon, generating $160 billion a year. Unfortunately, with these kinds of odds at stake, you can't trust a product's review anymore. When you look at something that you'd like to buy on Amazon and you see lots of five stars and positive reviews, this means it must be a great product, right? Not so fast. Behind the scenes, Amazon is playing a global game of whack-a-mole. Unscrupulous sellers and scammers are taking over products with great reviews and instead are selling something completely different. So before you click add to cart, scroll through the comments. Be sure to actually read the reviews and pay close attention to the dates of the reviews. The most recent reviews will probably be the most accurate. And make sure the product you're looking at is the product being reviewed. Let me tell you about a revolutionary new mobile voicemail app. If you've got a business, your voicemail is probably filled with messages from customers. Often the messages don't contain all the details you need. But what if you were able to get visual information from your callers? That's something you can't do with a traditional audio voicemail box, but you can with Fillmore Productions Video Voicemail. With Fillmore Productions Video Voicemail, callers receive a link to download the mobile app. There they can view important details about your business, watch videos about what you have to offer, and then leave you a video message. Actors and musicians can showcase what they do, and callers to medical practices or repair shops can report their issues visually. There are so many things that video voicemail can do for a business that makes audio voicemail a thing of the past. Discover what video voicemail can do for your business. Visit GetVideoVoicemail.com. That's GetVideoVoicemail.com. That's GetVideoVoicemail.com. 
It's Commando on Demand. We're here with Kim, and we had the big Apple announcements the other day, the new iPhone and all the others. Let's get Kim's reaction. First of all, Kim, what was the biggest takeaway from Apple's event? Were there any big surprises? Well, there weren't any major surprises, at least where the iPhone 11 is concerned. Just about everything that was announced had already been leaked, say, over the past few weeks, maybe a month. And it's pretty underwhelming. The base model iPhone 11 has two cameras on the back, while the iPhone 11 Pro and the Pro Max have three cameras, including, are you ready for it, an ultra-wide lens. Okay, and they're faster than the others. But there was hope for some new features that, well, just didn't come to pass. Like, for example, we were all hoping for reverse wireless charging and possibly even Apple Pencil support for the Pro model. But there wasn't any mention. And what about 5G? Where was that? Hmm. Nobody mentioned 5G at all. But a big surprise from the event was the price of Apple's upcoming streaming service that they're calling Apple TV+. It's going to cost $4.99 a month when it launches on November 1st. But remember, Disney's right around the corner. Disney Plus costs $6.99 a month and it launches 11 days later. And if you buy a new Apple device, say an iPhone or an iPad, you'll get a year subscription for free. But just remember, they don't have Mickey Mouse. Yeah, we kind of heard this coming. So what about uh, some of the other devices that they talked about? Is there any excitement or any need to raise an eyebrow there? The iPad's getting refreshed, and it kind of needed it. The 9.7-inch model is being replaced with a bigger, better 10.2-inch version. The price isn't that bad. It's $329. And there's a brand new Apple Watch, the Series 5. But there's not much to cheer about this. What is new is that now you have an always-on display like a regular watch has. There's more hardware and band options to choose from. And woo-wee, you can even get one in that brand-new titanium finish to match your brand-new Apple credit card, that is. But when you think about it, they're still missing the boat on sleep tracking. Everybody else has it except for Apple. The Series 5 watch has the same 18-hour battery life as the Series 4. So what this means to you is that you have to make sure that it's all charged up for the day and night. So we've already heard from a lot of our listeners. They have the iPhone 8, the iPhone 10, last year's model, whatever. They're wondering if they should upgrade to this new model. What do you say? For most people, the answer is no. The iPhone 11 has a brighter OLED screen, has a better camera, has a night mode, and a slow motion feature added to the front-facing camera. So unless you just have to take, yes, a new techno term, slow fees, yes, that's what Apple calls them, it's not a real standout feature. You're probably going to use it once and then go, oh, I forgot all about that. It's kind of like 3D. It looks the same on the outside, notch and all, and it comes in six colors. I want pink. But anyway, the iPhone 11 Pro is the biggest upgrade from last year's, but that's still not saying much. There's a third ultra-wide camera in the back, faster processor, uses less power. And because of all that, you're supposed to get at least four more hours of battery life. So if you're looking for a reason to upgrade, I guess you could say, all right, the battery life is a difference maker. Or maybe you want that strange new green colored phone because that's an option, too. If you don't have to upgrade, my advice is to wait until next year because that's when the iPhone maybe will have some really useful features. It's a no brainer that they're going to release a 5G model in 2020. Rumor has it they're also going to bring back Touch ID. That's the fingerprint reader right under the screen. It's a great idea, but I'm sure someone else is already going to have it before they do. So they announced a few other things. One of them was the Apple's streaming service, uh, Apple TV Plus, I guess it's called. Is that worth it? How's, how's that compare? 
any streaming service is worth the money only if it has stuff that you're actually going to watch. So the Apple streaming service costs $4.99 a month. It's free if you're also buying a device for a year. With content, a lot of people are saying, oh, wow, The Morning Show starring Jennifer Aniston and Steve Carell. And Apple says new shows are going to be added each month. And for kids, there's the Apple Arcade. It's the same price, $4.99 a month. That's cheaper than Google Stadia. And Apple says new games are going to be added each month. Finally, Kim, one more question. Uh, a lot of people are wondering when these will be available, the new iPhone and some of this other stuff that they talked about. The new iPhones will be available for pre-order beginning at 5 a.m. Pacific on Friday the 13th. Now, I don't think you need to get up super early to pre-order because I don't see any huge crowds like crashing the website or lining up and breaking down the doors of the Apple stores. The iPhone 11 starts at $699. That's a lot of money. And the iPhone 11 Pro starts at $999. And if you're ready to go all out for the 6.5-inch screen on the iPhone 11 Pro Max, that one starts at $1,099. It's like the price of a computer. And it's a phone. The new iPhones ship and they'll be in stores beginning on Friday, September 20th. And that's also the day after iOS 13 becomes available to download. So before you go buy a new phone, why don't you download the new iOS and see if it's got some whiz-bang features that you'll love. For the new Apple Watch, you can get that on Friday, September 20th, too. Prices start at $399 for the GPS-only version. But if you want the cellular connection with it, which everybody does, that's $499. The new iPad will ship on Monday, September 30th, and the price starts at $329. If there is something you get excited about, which I'm not really sure if there is anything, I'd have to say maybe the new iPad or maybe the new Apple streaming service because Apple just hasn't put a lot of effort into their hardware innovation in so many years. All right, it's time for this week's Commando On Demand Trivia Answer. Of course, we went back to 1965. Lyndon B. Johnson was the president. Sound of Music made its way to theaters. And the number one song was Rolling Stones, Can't Get No Satisfaction. That's also the year that saw a milestone in technology that is now used every day. Was it the first email was sent, the first touchscreen was developed, or the computer hard drive was invented? If you guess the touchscreen, you are correct. Good job. Historians widely believe the very first finger-controlled touchscreen was created in 1965 by E.A. Johnson in the United Kingdom. A tablet based on the primitive version of that tech was patented a few years later and used for air traffic control until the mid-90s. Touchscreen technology would improve over the years, making its way to various devices, of course, in the 80s and 90s, but only went mainstream after the first iPhone was announced, and that was just back in 2007. Hey, thank you so much for listening to Commando On Demand. Here's Kim with some closing thoughts. While patience is a virtue, people are growing more impatient every day. The culprit, modern technology, and all the gadgets and gizmos it's given us. In England, researchers studied 2,000 adults, all of whom enjoy the same long list of modern tech luxuries found in America. It seems that smartphones, on-demand television, and the Internet are all to blame for our ever-growing so-called impatient anger that now stretches across every aspect of our lives. Get this. The average person now becomes frustrated and irritated after just 16 seconds waiting for a web page to load and only 25 seconds sitting in traffic. It's not uncommon for cursing to begin if a movie doesn't start streaming after 20 seconds of waiting. We expect things to happen instantaneously, sometimes even when waiting for people to answer a question. 
How many times have you said, oh, forget it, I'll just Google it? By the way, 95% still believe, just as I said about 60 seconds ago, that patience is a virtue. So chill out, but keep your digital know-how going, of course. Find your local radio station that broadcasts my show, along with more DIY tips, videos. We have free newsletters delivered from me to your email address and ebooks on our website. That's commando.com, and I'll see you right here next week.